All right, final hour of the show. Shout out to my man Brian Tomlinson. Get well soon there, big fella. Went down last night in a race at Rosecroft, taken down to Fort Washington Hospital, home and recovering now. That's a scary proposition, man, when you go flying off of a harness racing horse or a jockey that goes flying off of a thoroughbred horse. Mm. You hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah. Um, before we get back into the calls, Jay couldn't stay on the line. But Jay said, is it possible that the commanders being successful raise the value of the team? And as a result of some of the pettiness toward Dan and the organization now, that Carl Johnson is part of the conspiracy <laughs> of the league trying to, you know, get a couple of extra twists of the knife in Dan's liver uh, on the way out. Listen, when people have gobs and gobs and gobs of money, they think they can get away with anything. Would I would I think that there's some like hatched conspiracy at, at 345 Park to screw the commanders? No. Because it's not the commanders that we're trying to hurt. It's Dan Snyder. That anybody would be trying right, to seek I'm revenge. Right, because I'm saying, yeah, it's 100%. But the only way, basically... Screwing to, the players yeah. and the coaches is wrong. Exactly. Well, and, and, and all of the people that work for the organization. I mean, you hurt Dan and T. Not right. Jay, not John Allen and Deron right, Bain. Players and coaches have jobs on the line every week. Their performance, their performance is... Either going to keep them employed or not. Bonuses for postseason are in a lot of guys' contracts. Coaches, mm-hmm. in particular, yeah. if you make the postseason, sure, you you probably got a bonus clause and you probably keep your job. So, if there's anybody out there that has a a, a direct conspiracy against the organization, you know that would be a pretty crappy way, uh, you know, to do business. And I'm not even I'm not even sure. I think there are parts of, and Matt and I were talking about this in the break. I think there are parts of, and even at my level, because I see it, I believe there are petty people in officiating. I believe there are petty people in business. But I believe the NFL is too big to have a level of pettiness that would rise to intentionally trying to discount the efforts of the players and the coaches who work their rear ends off all hours of the day, every week, all year long, trying to make their their effort better or their ability to play football better. I would just say, I hope so. I hope you're right. I believe ultimately you're right. I hope you're right. Because if, there, if you're not and it could ever be exposed or proven, oh my gosh, it would rock the world. Let's go to Stephen in Baltimore. What's up, Stephen? Oh, this is the Birdman. What's up, Birdie? What's up, fellas? How, How are you? Going? Happy Hello. holidays. Coco beware. What's going on? <laughs> uh, not much, guys. Happy holidays to you. So, two things. One, there is another team right up 95 that does not have any retired jersey numbers. That would be the Baltimore Ravens. Who are they? What? Um, oh, Ray Lewis. The, yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so here's where I'm in with Heineke guys. And look, I'm just a moron from Baltimore, you know, Glen Burnie, whatever. Um, I watched the game. Today. I'm not a, I don't watch every commander's game, even though, you know, Pete, we get both markets here on cable. Um, and Anna Rundle, 
But what I don't understand is why, why such the, the, the mood on Heineke? Here's what I saw. It was a divisional game. I don't care what the Giants did for the past two weeks. The last thing they was going to do was going to come down to D.C. and get embarrassed on national television. Okay? The referees, to say the least, was allowing these players to play. There was a lot of calls that could have been called against the commanders and against the Giants. And do not even get me started on that P.I. that there was missed at the end of the game. If that gets called, the, re- the uh, commanders are at the one-yard line. And who knows what the hell happens. So I, I don't get all this animosity with Heineke. Explain this to me like I'm a three-year-old because, you know, the most, the, the most um, a favorite player on the football team is always the backup quarterback. But I didn't see anything that says Heineke lost that game because if you want to see a pitiful offense, turn the Ravens on. That was not a pitiful offense I saw on Sunday night. It, it was in the first half, though. I mean, it wasn't in the second yeah, half. Both of them was. I would agree with you, though, because I did see. Game. Hey, I mean, look, Stevie, I saw I saw that game Saturday, and you're right. I mean, let's face it. They yeah. had people, fans had put signs in Owings Mills, fire Greg Roman at their facility. I mean, but but how many receivers are they missing? They're on quarterback number two. They're on the road in I, Cleveland it, in a snowstorm. What do you expect? I, I don't want to hear that, Chris. It was I know you don't want to hear it, but I mean, I know you don't want to hear it, but I mean, okay, all right, just because Brock Purdy, as the number three quarterback in San Francisco, is winning for the 49ers doesn't mean every backup quarterback should win. Just because uh, what's-the-name had a couple of good games last year doesn't mean that's going to carry over this year. And yeah. It's going to be the same thing. Look, look. And now DuVernay's look, 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 on, the, on, on IR and done for the year, uh, and they're signing Sammy Watkins back for crying out loud. I, I mean, they're basically, you know, again, every team's got injuries, but my goodness, like we can fire the offensive coordinator all we want. They hated him last offseason, too. Chris, Chris, here's why you fired Greg Roman. You know, I didn't mean to turn this into a, to a Raven debate, but here's why you fired Greg Roman. And I'm truly on board with that, Pete, because you're running the same vanilla offense that he ran when he was the 49ers offensive coordinator. Nothing has changed. I don't see anything that is different. It's won a lot it's of games. Clean vanilla offense. It's won a lot of games. He, runs a, he, he won a lot of games because of the running scheme. He, he can't pass. What was it, three years ago they brought in the quarterback coach for Lamar? And that didn't do a damn thing. At some point in time, you know, Harbaugh got with a wink. You know, it, it, it's always these, these, these coordinators that are taking the fall. At some point, somebody has to be held accountable. Well, here in Washington, they want Scott they, – they, here in Washington, they want Scott Turner's head on, on a silver platter, right? The same fan base that I'll wanted Jack you. Del Rio fired eight weeks ago. You know, I tell you what, I'll I'll give you I'll, I'll give you uh, a Greg Roman and a can of Bud for Scott Norman. Scott Scott, Scott Turner. Turner Scott Turner, Turner. <laughs> Scott Norman whatever. <laughs> how about, I didn't know his name and I'll take him. How about giving me? How about giving us a crab cake sandwich, huh? What do you think? I want Greg Roman gone though too. So I've got to get Greg Roman part of that deal for. Uh, uh, Chris, you're right. a hard negotiator. A couple of crab cakes for Greg Norman. Love Steve, you, Bernie. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, pal. I mean, look, again, think about this. Think about this. We And we, we talked about it, and I told you, watching the game from the end zone the other night, I'm even more convinced now than I was watching games on TV. 
the skilled people in Washington are elite. Oh, yeah. I'm watching McLaurin. I'm watching Dotson. I'm yeah. watching Samuel. Even Deami Brown and the way he was used the other night. The two running backs, certainly right now. I'm watching them do elite-level type stuff. Yeah. I mean, the route running, watching the route running of Dotson, McLaurin, Samuel oh, yeah. from the end zone is really an art form. It's I'm, really a thing of beauty to watch. Imagine if Logan Thomas was was healthy. right, too. Right. I mean, he might be healthy, but right. He's not, he's not right. He's not and, right. And Ron said he's not going to be right until next year, and he's Correct. probably right. Uh, I, I would also say this. Again, that's why I haven't batted. And now, when Dotson was out, that made it really hard, but that's why I haven't batted an eyelash. Every time this conversation comes up, and it comes up right. almost every day, is, look, if they had a a quarterback that could operate the offense at a more consistent rate, not not necessarily you know, a, a rocket arm or anything, a more consistent rate, this team would be fine. Let's go to line two, Junkyard Dog. Good morning, pal. J-Y-D. JYD is listening to us on delay or on put, the radio. Put, put him back on hold, which because you, you, you got to turn your radio down when you're on hold. That we we provide audio for you while you're on hold. So let's go to line. Oh man, where's he been? Let's go to line six. Paulie, oh, where have you been, pal? I was, I was just talking about Paulie this morning for some unbeknownst reason to mankind. Hello, Paulie. That's because I got mind control over you. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I almost, I almost said to somebody that I missed hearing from you, but then I stopped myself, slapped my face silly, and said, "What are you talking about, numb nuts?" <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about smucks for dinner. Uh huh. I got mind control over you. Uh huh. <laughs> Pete, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, look, man. Look, I'm, I'm gonna say this about Heineke, man. There's a couple of things out there. Number one, I keep hearing this short leash. He's on a short leash. Man, he's been on a short leash for about eight, nine weeks, man. <laughs> Take that back. For a season and a half. Because I don't know what it is. I know what it is, but I'm going to say as far as I don't know is with Ron. Ron keeps trotting him out there. You know, and, and, and for good, good reason. He knows what he brings to the team. You know, because um, we went through this last year. You know what I mean? All last year, you know, we had the fans who won him the bar. We had the fans who couldn't stand him. You know what I mean? But Ron just kept trotting him out there. But I'm going to say this, man. You're not going to see too much of a difference other than a stronger arm with Wentz. Wentz, Rookie, I heard you say this all summer long and for the first couple of games where he started. He's just as inaccurate as Heineke is. Except his inaccuracy comes at 100 miles per hour. <laughs> you know? So... I I, w- I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree with you. There are certainly different styles, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Carson Wentz isn't the answer either, Paulie, and that's part yeah, of the no, problem. I, yeah, yeah, but but I wouldn't say Heineke is necessarily not the answer mm-hmm. because he's playing behind an eight ball with Scott Turner, and so would Wentz would be, and so would Sam Howell would be. Yeah, Scott Turner is like giving a sixteen-year-old kid a Ferrari for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. I mean, I seen him. I seen him on, on Sunday four times after first downs run the same play to Curtis Samuel for losses. This goes back to the last Giant game when we were talking about that wide receiver screen. Look, he will continue to call a bad play multiple times. I mean, you got Robinson averaging almost eight yards a carry. You know, you got Gibson. Speaking of Gibson, man. We haven't seen a, a, a package featuring a Gibson since the Chicago game. 
Yeah, I mean, there's been less I mean, touches. Look, there's been look, less touches, but I don't know if that's specifically, look, Paulie, because Robinson has been successful for them. No, but I, 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 I I'm, that, but you got to utilize him more. Well, I'm, I'm with you. What I'm saying, dude, we we haven't seen Gibson in the slot. We haven't seen Gibson. You know what I mean? Since the Chicago game, they haven't featured him. Now, 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 by all means, give Robinson that ball. He's doing his thing. I'm not saying that, but like you guys just said, all these talent, this talent we have out here. And Scott Turner is stuck on one mode. Like that, I, I, I still fathers me why he kept giving Samuels the ball. I mean, because it's wor- because it's worked three. all year, Paulie. It That's did. the problem. It didn't work, Paulie. It didn't work Sunday night. Rufio, hold on. You proved my point. It worked all year. So all year you've been running the same play. Matter of fact, it was it worked against the Giants the last game. They, you didn't think they was gonna come out and make Paulie, adjustments? Paulie, they they ran for it. Paulie, I, Paulie, I I I criticize I criticize Scott too for going to that well too much on Saturday night. Right from the get go, it was in the well. I I could it see it. But Paulie, when I went back and I watched well. the tape, there was four different variations of the well. five runs. Okay, listen, it wasn't a well. It was a cement hole. And he kept banging his head against it, and then, and then he then he did it when when we needed the most. Yo, Scott Turner is an is is inept as an offensive coordinator. He he's not going to help any quarterback we put in there. He's a detriment to the offensive line. I mean, if, I mean the guy. No, I've been saying it for three years, and I've been trying to hold my cool over these past uh, weeks or so because, you know, it, a blind squirrel finds a nut. He found the running game somewhat or whatever, but he refuses to eat that nut now. Pause. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what's going on. So I can't sit here and just blame Heineke. I can't sit here and just trash Wentz. And I'm and damn sure not going to wish wish any of this upon how. You know what I mean? So we just got to go what we got. This is wrong right now. And Doc said that man, Ron is the one. Ron has control over offense and defense regard, over his over his sergeants. So he needs to pull Scott into his office. Man, we got three games left. Put the ball in eight hands. Put the ball in 24 hands and play off of that. All this trying to be cute. Every time we do something good, he comes back with something cute. Stop that, man. So I can't. I'm not, I'm not going to trash Heineke. I'm not going to trash Wentz. And, 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 I, and I ain't going to clam and put Howell in that situation, man. All right. It's Scott Turner. All right. Hail Pre- to the W, man. Appreciate you, Paul. Same man. to you, man. Love y'all, man. Be easy. You All got right. it, pal. Um, look, the, the one thing I will say, though, and as much grief as you want to give Scott, I'm watching the game from the end zone the other night. I'm watching guys run open, and Heineke's just got to make either quicker reads or better reads. He made bad reads in read option, if indeed they were a read option, unless it's just you know fake window dressing. Right. But Scott's not going to tell you that publicly. There was he at want, least two of those. Because he say? doesn't, yeah, because he doesn't want the other team to think that right. they're they're just doing it for window dressing. Right. right. I mean, Heineke's got to be a legitimate. I mean, look, teams. You got you had young, impressionable defensive ends the other night. Thibodeau was coming down at such an acute angle. You could have you could have RPO'd him to death. They did a couple times and got gains off of it. But you could have RPO'd both him and Ojolari to death the other night. That's where Taylor's got to be better uh, in that read option portion of the game. But there are also receivers running open. Now, I don't know if they're decoys. One time I watched Gibson run all the way out to the far sideline, and you know, basically he took two steps forward, and that was it. Let me, let me, he, he's let just me, out there for window dressing. Let me ask you this real quick. Are some of those maybe missed RPOs? Pulls and keepers 
what Ron is talking. I mean, in addition to the red zone missed has opportunities, is that? Do you think that's what he's talking about as well? I, I believe it has to be because I, I think so too. you don't do that unless the quarterback is a legitimate threat. And again, like I said, I don't need him to run around, you know, getting broke up like you know guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. you know, hurt right now. But you got guys like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes who make stellar, back-breaking right. plays with their legs that keep drives moving, mm-hmm. that get you in position to get points. Even if you had to kick six sly field goals the other night, mm-hmm. eventually it might have been good enough to, to win the game, but you can't give away opportunities to get points when you're moving the ball, and you've got to be able to finish in the red zone. We'll take a break, get back to more of your calls here in the final segment of calls, 301 230 Will we see Carson Wentz at all on Saturday? And if so, what what has to be the breaking point for Ron to go in the locker room and say, hey, 11, you're starting the third quarter. Let's talk about it now right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. All right, got a lot of your calls to bang out here in this segment right now. If you end up with a busy signal call as soon as we get into the calls, as people hang up, we'll get you on the air. We've got a lot of people to get in here, though, in the next 15 to 16 minutes or so. Dumb dumb of the day right around the corner as well. Real quickly, uh, I'll try and post a picture of it. Uh, Matty Ice <laughs> did a good job. Remember we were talking about Frenchie Fuqua and the goldfish shoes that one of the callers called up? Mm-hmm. Well, here they are. Wow. You see that? I see those. I mean, how crazy is that? Number one, I'll I'll post a picture unless Matt gets to it before me, and then I'll just retweet him. Uh, and then uh, as well, um, of course, we have Dumb Dumb of the Day, like you Would said. Would those come- be considered platform shoes at all? Yeah, they kind of look I like so. They yeah. kind of look like that. They, they kind of do look like that. Uh, and then the other thing that I wanted to uh, real, real quickly get to um, – how about this great quote from Wink Martindale, who obviously is the Giants defensive coordinator, former Ravens defensive coordinator going against the Minnesota Vikings, Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins, souped up offense, right? All that jazz. Wink Martindale on going against Kevin O'Connell specifically. I'm a blue collar guy going against Harry Styles. <laughs> ah! Is that great or what? Pretty funny. Love um, it. Love by, the, it. by the way, no matter what, even though he's a defensive coordinator in the NFL, he will still always be the second greatest Wink, Wink Martindale, Martindale of all time. We'll be back in two. And, oh, no, no. no that's that Chuck, was Woolery. Chuck Woolery. Uh, Wink hey, Martindale let's was. Let's play some tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. That's right. That's right. Do, Chuck do, do, Woolery do. was two and two on the love connection. Tic-tac-toe. I knew all the game show themes. I was a game show mark. Know them all. Pete goes back and watches after he watches the uh, Mountain West at two forty seven in the morning. He watches have, the I don't Game know Show they, Network. I don't. I was say I don't know if they have Game Show Network anymore. They used to. Yeah. That was fun to be able to go back and watch all know. those old Tic Tac Doe's, Jokers Wild, all that stuff. Was it Tic Tac Toe or Tic Tac Doe? Doe as in money. As in, D- oh, pe- like pizza dough, money dough. Okay, gotcha. Doe. Yes, we win dough. Doe, a dough. deer, a female deer. Line two, let's try the junkyard dog again. What's up, dog? Uh, he's gone on my screen. Oh, so he's not I... on my screen. Let's go to five, our guy, Junior, in Fort Meade. What's up, Junior Mint? Hello, Junior. 
Good morning, fellas. How are you Listen, feeling, June? My, uh, I'm sitting at the doctor's office right now in Ooh. Columbia, so okay. it's, I, I'm people watching right now, and that's an interesting thing to do. Yeah, yeah um, there's a lot of crazy people out there. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, there is. Uh, listen, this reminds me of last year, as far as the fans go, uh, jumping back and forth when everything hit the fan with Dan Snyder, uh, everybody calling him, I, words were like pervert, worst human being on fan, which I agree with a lot of that. But there were there were same fans and some radio personalities saying, yeah, they would still take Deshaun Watson because at least we would have a quarterback that could get us to the Super Bowl. The the level of animosity towards Taylor Heineke is is baffling to me. He's a everybody knows what he is. I think I think all fans understand what he is. He's a good story. He's a guy who tries hard. But Carson Wentz is this guy who has this big arm. I don't I don't know why people can't remember him from last year in Indianapolis with the same exact kind of team. Good defense, great running game. Good, well. Offense line was better, but he still couldn't get anything done last year. The first six games of this year, everybody said, well, he couldn't understand the offense. Well, then that's on the coaching staff. If, if a guy who's been in the league for seven or eight years can't get the uh, offense down, at least some plays down where you could run an effective offense for a few games against some really bad teams, then that's on the coaching staff too. I don't understand what the point of this weekend is people talking about let's switch on. Go ahead, put him in. He's not going to do anything. He didn't do anything for six games. He's going to get sacked a bunch of times against that defense. So if you look at it from what's the best chance of winning, who's going to give you the best chance of winning? Is it going to be Carson Wentz who's going to get hit consistently or a guy who may be able to get out a couple of those hits? What are the chances of winning with one guy compared to the other guy? Other than that, I don't understand what even could be the argument to put Carson Wentz in. I think 99% of people say, yeah, if somebody's going to pull an upset, it's going to be uh, Taylor Heineke. Am I wrong about that? But how's he going to do it? What's he going to do? What is Taylor going to do right now, Junior, to up his play, make it more efficient, make better decisions? Is he capable? I'm not saying that he can do anything more than he's already done. But if 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 you're in a game where it's 14 to let's say eight or nine in the second half and you have one guy who you know you've seen over and over again who can go down the field against different kinds of defenses, different kinds of situations against a guy who you've seen one time be able to do that and he threw an interception at the end of the game in the end zone. Who who are you going to pick in that situation? That's my only concern. Look, look, I want to get this Carson Wentz thing over with. I do not want to be going into next year saying, well, Carson Wentz didn't really have a chance, so let's bring him back and do this over again. I do not. Put him in the game. Let's see what happens. If And Ron, we trust. I actually believe that. I think Ron's a good coach. If he says that is our best chance to win, then I'll get behind it 100%. I just don't see what anybody else can see in that situation being a good thing. You just want the higher first-round draft pick now, don't you, Junior? As long as Chris Russell's not involved in it, then yeah. <laughs> well, that's not nice, Junior. <laughs> All right, my friends. You guys you. have no, a great day. Okay? Tell the doctor we said hello. Let's go to line seven. What's up, Cliff? Hey, Cliffy. Commander P. Commander Chris. Cliff. Ron Rivera has lied to the whole Washington fan base. This is year three, I presume. This is when the year the team was supposed to come out doing something. It's not all Taylor Heineke's fault. 
Heineke's been a great story. I've been sitting back thinking of, thinking about this all season long. Let Heineke finish out the rest of the season. His contract is up. Don't bring him back. You in a loop with $28 million for Wentz. Don't just give Wentz the starting job next year. Draft another quarterback and have a true quarterback competition. Winner takes all. And I don't know why everybody keeps talking about trade Chase Young, trade Chase Young. Let Chase Young just heal, bring him back next year. I keep hearing Ron talking about Chase Young might play, he might play. Don't let him play the rest of this year. It's only, it's only three, four, three or four games. Don't even let him play. Don't even waste time playing him. Um, this organization needs to draft better than what they drafted. And if they go switch quarterbacks um, at the end of the season and not resign Heineke, which I hope they don't since his contract is up, draft some decent offensive linemen, and I'll sit back and listen. Uh, there's no doubt that offensive linemen, and thank you, uh, is going to be a focus in the draft this year, right? Uh, and probably before the draft, i.e. in free agency. And that's part of the reason why you move on potentially from Carson Wentz. And the other thing is, I, I again, just about Wentz, I think they feel he will be better this time around whether they're right or wrong, I don't know. But I think that's what they feel, that he's got more time now to be more comfortable in the terminology of the system, seeing the game from a different perspective, studying, doing all the things you do without necessarily having the pressure of being the starting quarterback and a deer in the headlights. 312-300-0980, 20 minutes away from Dumb Dumb of the Day. We go to line four and Little. What's up, Little? Hey, what's up, Pete? Chris, man, look, let me let me help, let me help all everybody out, man. You know, I kind of agree totally with Paulie saying, man, we we got it, we got we got Scott, Scott, Scott is very innovative, and we got the talent. But what Scott got to do is stop breaking, stop getting away from the plays that's been working. You know what I'm saying, Pete? I mean, I sit back and watch and say, man, damn, he's now trying to do a quick trap with the, with the receiver. And not giving them no momentum to get around the corner. When we was we was killing the edge and, and, and attacking, attacking the um the tack outside the tackle the whole game. We kept getting around the corner. But he gonna try a quick trap to this guy that we receiving number ten, and he and he lost y'all three times. But see, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Scott is listening to these calls, gentlemen. I truly believe, um, Chris. I think he's listening, and he's gonna do what the hell he wanna do. But the only thing I'm saying, Mr. Turner, Scott, I'm trying to give you a little respect here because we got the talent in, in the house. Man, go with the plays that's been working. If you're getting 20 yards on a sweep, just sweep, switch it up. We got talent. Bring it back the other way with a different player. You see what I'm saying, Pete? This thing ain't this ain't hard, man. Keep Heine up under the center. He's damn near throwing 69.5. That's almost 70%, man. That's play action. And the key to beating um, this, this, this kid out in San Francisco – you got to beat him at his own game. You got to run at him. You got to play action. And you better hope you can run. Because once you can run, them big boys on that front line, they're going to get winded. So then you go with your play action on the short passing game. Because, Cal, they, they not, you, got, you got options, man. When you can hit these boys in rhythm on a five-yard duck, they can take it to the house, Pete. I'm aware. Little, I'm aware. This is what I can understand, man. It ain't, it ain't, it ain't hard chemistry, man. That's all he got to do is look back in the film and look back at the plays that's been working for you, Scott, and roll with him, man. Trust me. You're going to get a coaching job one day, Scott. 
may not be here, but you're going to get, hey, look, Pete, any day, I'll tell you what, if I was the only man, I hire, I hire Detroit offensive coordinator um, next week and put him in and let him control the offense. How about that? Hey, gentlemen, y'all stay up. God bless. Appreciate you, little. 301-230-0980. Heineke, he's got to help Scott turn around, though. He's got to make better decisions, quicker decisions, better throws. Doesn't make bad throws all the time. He's improved. There's no doubt he's gotten mm-hmm. better. Playing more games is going to make you better. He's gotten better. That's the thing, consistency. But, but he's still got to raise his level of play. It's cons- mm-hmm. being consistent. And again, the skill people are too good here in Washington to be scoring 12 points a game. I mean, they've scored 23 or less now in 9 of 10. Agree. So let's go to line three, Roberto980. What's up, buddy? Hiya, guys. Roberto. Listen. Like everybody's saying the same thing, and and, and and the issue is execution, plain and simple. The plays are there. The players are there. The moments are there. We have to take command of the moments. Taylor's going to be fine, and Sam's going to be fine as well. Because not every, as not, long as he, he, well, well, he, he doesn't matter if you're executing, uh, Chris. Right, but Roberto, they, but uh-huh. he, here's where I wanted to counter. They can execute. They do execute at times. Remember that mm-hmm, fr- Remember time. that first drive of the second half the other night? They came out house yes, on fire. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. I talk about this every week. We saw it at the start yeah. of the Atlanta game. We saw it um, at the end of the Giants' first game. We saw it at the start of the second half the other night. It's just the, the, prob- the problem is, is that they – it's not that they can't do it. It's that they don't do it enough. There's, there's like I'm one of those great drives like and them. eight terrible <laughs> drives. Not consistently. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, we, we we but you know we're trending in the right direction though. You know we're trending in the right direction. I believe this squad can can do some things. You know, I I, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. I'm sorry, I wouldn't. Uh, I I wouldn't, Chris. I wouldn't. I mean, I I don't. I, I think if, I think if you're anybody, the Eagles, Cowboys, back down from anybody either, though. Yeah, I think if you're the Eagles, Cowboys, or 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 49ers, I don't think you have much fear. I think you maybe have a little bit of hesitancy if you're the Vikings. Right, but see the thing is, the the 49ers, the 49ers going to have an issue Saturday. Well, let's see it. Trust me and believe me. The 49ers going to have an issue moving the ball Saturday. Let's see it. Watch what I'm saying. Okay. I want to see it. Our defense needs to crank up the, the, the points. The, our defense has to, I keep saying the same thing. Our defense got to come up with points. Scoop fumbles, pick sixes. We need that because the offense is not quite ready yet. Agreed. So the offense, the defense needs to score. Agreed. But we got the squad, though. The squad is trending. Squad. I like it. Hashtag squad. Thank you, Roberto980. <laughs> yes, Happy sir, holidays, baby. pal. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I mean, the, here's the one thing that does help you. You don't have to equate for all the multiple things Debo Samuel can do. Mm-hmm. That does help you in theory here. But you still got to go attack that defense. Like, I think this I think this is a low-scoring game. Yeah. I think it's a low-scoring game. I mean, you game. don't have Debo, but you still have Ayuk, Kittle, and McCaffrey. Yep. 
I mean, those three guys going to be all—all all three are going to be hard to shut down. Carolina fans uh, have to be watching the Forty Niners right now, going, "Holy Toledo!" By the way, real quickly, the Commanders slash football team slash Redskins have done a pretty good job in his career against Christopher McCaffrey. For whatever reason, they have rarely been bludgeoned. By Christian McCaffrey. You may have just jinxed him by saying that. I know. That. I know. The, pro- the problem for me is, like, if you bottle up Christian McCaffrey and say, okay, that's the guy at all costs we've got to just attack like dogs, right? You're going to get blown coverages on the back end to Ayuk or, or – Who's or, covering McCaffrey? Or, or Kittle. Who's uh, covering McCaffrey? Out of the backfield? Yeah. I mean, uh, Jamin Davis is the only one that can. He's the only one that's got the athletic. As sure as hell ain't John Bostic. You're gonna get it's not four, David Mayo. Do you bring Forrest or Curl or one of those guys down into the box and do it? Uh, okay, then, you know what? I, that that's a fair point. I mean, obviously you can you know you, you can match up, say a matchup zone or a matchup man coverage um, when he goes into the flats or 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 what have you. Yeah, you could probably do that. I mean, I mean, now Curl is a little bit banged up, by the way. Yeah, Bobby Ankle. McCain's been decent in covers yeah. lately. So yeah. I'm just saying, uh, that's the tough matchup that you've got to take uh, mm-hmm. uh, care of this week. But if you, if you take care of that and overemphasize that, do you get then beat by yes. Ayuk and yes, Kittle? Yes, of course. That's what I worry yeah, about. Yeah, no doubt. Lou, you get the last word today. What's up, Lou? What's up, Pete? What's going on, Chris? Lou? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you, baby. Yeah, um... Man, you know, with all due respect, Roberto, man, well, we couldn't, we couldn't even beat the Giants twice. And you talking about, we don't want anybody to play us. Like that, don't even, I don't know, man. We, <laughs> they fight for a playoff spot, and I, I don't see that. And um, I, I, I'm just, you know, confused by that because we can't even put up 12 points, man. Let alone, I mean, I don't know. But at the end of the day, what I want to say is that. You know, it's time for to put you know put Carson Wentz in there and, and see what he could do, man. Because you got three games. It's week fifteen. We talking about backlash. What what the fans is going to say or or, or or the national media? Chris, man, come on, man. Enough is enough. It's week fifteen, man. You got three more games. Try to make it to the playoff, and, 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 and it's time to put Carson Wentz. And I think he could be a a a a a, a, a quarterback for next season if we get a, a good decent O line. I mean, the guy could play. It's like we making it look like he's like forty forty one years old. He's only like what not even thirty yet. So. He could play. He, I mean, he had a hell of a season last year. He just ha- he just happened to be in a bad organization. That's all it is. I mean, but at the end of the day, like I say, man, just put Carson Wentz, uh, you know, Heineke, you've done a hell of a job. But Wait, Lou, if he was with defense. a bad organization last year, what? What's he with now? Yeah. How much better is it here? I mean, he's got more talent no, here. I'm he's got about, more I'm talent about, here at I'm the skill. here. I'm talking I'm talking about this organization. I mean, you know, the Colts. I mean, at least they they decent, man. We we talking about here. This yeah, but the problem, right? But that, but he's living the problem. He's living the problem of being a vagabond quarterback. When you lose that, you know, that reputation for being the sure thing, ready to go, you're at the mercy of who's willing to either sign you or, in this case, trade for you. Remember, Washington traded for him, so he had no excuse or, or no choice. He had to come here. So. You know, sometimes who you get traded to is also a bit of a curse. But he didn't do it. There was nothing the team did to him here. This was all Carson Wentz doing it to himself and the way he played. And then obviously getting an injury on top of it. So, 
That, that This was all on him. This had nothing really to do with the organization. They surrounded him. And Ron, look, Ron's theory in building is he kind of got it right. Okay? Go get elite skill people. He did that. Then go get a quarterback you think that can play with them. But right now, you, you couldn't get anything out of your elite skill people based on the way the two quarterbacks have played this year. I mean, that's really what it's come down to. You got elite skill people. Unfortunately, they're not getting enough opportunity to make elite plays. So that's that's a problem in itself. 301-230-0980. Burgundy and Gold today follows us here 17 minutes. We're a couple of minutes away from the dumb dumb of the day. Right now, it's Russell's turn to tell us what's trending. All right, the commander's on the practice field this Wednesday late morning. Benjamin St. Juice telling reporters last night that he expects to play after a three-game absence. Sad news from the NFL, Franco Harris passed away late last night at the age of 72. He was going to be honored Saturday night, Christmas Eve, against the Raiders in Pittsburgh with his number retired and one day after the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And instead, uh, they will be remembering the life and times and the legacy of Franco Harris, again, dead at the age of 72. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, Giants linebacker, an edge pass rusher, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Lions wide receiver special teamer, Khalif Raymond, NFC special teams player of the week in week 15. And how about this from Caps practice? They're in Ottawa tomorrow night. Alex Ovechkin practicing this morning on a line with Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson. Oh, hi, guys. Now, Where have you been? According to media reports, they're obviously still some time away, Backstrom and Wilson, uh, but both are in full contact jerseys. And they are together, all three. Nick Dowd, not skating at practice today. Uh, he has a non-COVID illness, notes Samantha Pell, and that's what's trending. How many people do you think melt at Christmas time when they hear the voice of Elvis Presley singing this song? The humidity, Mel- the humidity what- goes up a little bit in certain households and cars. And- melt in which way, Pete? <laughs> I don't know. Chris, do I have to keep educating you about everything? So far oh, this please. morning, I've educated you on the the I've educated you on the benefits of pulling out of money. I've tried to help you in so many ways today. I need more help in this regard. Uh, well, I can't I I can't help you. I can't help you in terms of um if you don't understand what it's like to hear Elvis Aaron Presley singing uh, Blue Christmas in your ear, then I, I can't help you. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll go home and pop on some Elvis. What about that? I'd be all right. You certainly, if you did that, you well, certainly wouldn't qualify to be. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day on Russell and Medhurst. Oh, yes, but you know who would? That's right. Xavier Michael Babadour. Mm, I 
thought you were getting ready to say, Xavier Arline, quarterback, Navy, Mid-7. No. I was like, wait a minute. No. Don't call my guy the dumb dumb of the day. No, he is smart. You know who isn't? Xavier Michael Babador. Mm. Now, why are we bringing him up? Well, this is uh, Matt Essig found this story. I had seen it and forgot to read it. Uh, he read it and sent it, and we always utilize the vast resources of the Russell and Medhurst show whenever we can. So Xavier Michael Babador is a diehard Chiefs fan who attends home games and road games dressed as a wolf. <laughs> he posts regularly on social media as quote-unquote Chiefs-aholic. And you might have seen him on television, the story says. Well, he wasn't at the Chiefs game in Houston on Sunday and also wasn't posting on social media, so fans began to worry about him, right? Kind of kind of thing, hmm, I haven't seen him, you know, kind of wonder if he's okay, whatever. Well, that's because Mr. Babador <clears throat> was not able to tweet, post on social media, or go to the Chiefs game. Why? Because he was accused of robbing a bank. What? In Bixby, Oklahoma. He was arrested a day earlier on charges of armed robbery, wearing a mask in commission of a felony, a possession of firearm in commission of a felony, and threatening a violent act. He was arrested, placed behind bars in Tulsa County Jail, and his bond set at $200,000. So... The famous Chiefs fan known as Chiefsaholic on social media robbed the bank, <laughs> got thrown in jail, and that's why, that's why we were all denied the Chiefaholic. Woe is us. Woe is us. Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. Oh, mm. yeah. They called more than the chicken police on you, pal. Woo, 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 woo. Here's one thing you don't do. Rob a bank with a gun. <laughs> if you want to go to football games, I would suggest you don't do that for that reason. And that reason, well, not alone. You probably are one of these anyway. You, Mr. Bobador, Xavier Michael, Bobador, Troubadour, you are special. Congratulations. You're Chris's Dum Dum of the Day. I mean, uh, yeah, walking into a bank with a gun and asking for money is usually not going to work out in your favor. You don't think? No, it's not It's not like Monopoly. Especially Prom- if promissory note works out in your favor, no. Especially if you have tickets to go to NRG Stadium the next day yeah. uh, in, in Houston to go well, watch your Well, he probably team. figured nobody in Houston would recognize him. Well, so, no, because this happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, it probably, probably nobody in Tulsa. Tulsa would. Right. Look, I've been to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I know you have. And nobody would recognize me there, but I'm sure they would recognize someone with a gun. Hey, look, Mom, Pa Kittle, <laughs> there's that voice of Navy football. <laughs> that Pete Manhurst guy. They sometimes call him Pedro Guerrero. I get to see them every other year. It's a great. I love going to Tulsa. Never been to Tulsa. I love their stadium. I love. They have. They have this. Um, you like the mom paw kettle? They have a great re- they have a a great uh, bar restaurant that we go to usually every other year when we're there. Mm. So it's a re- really good margaritas apparently because uh, Strassmeyer and Joe Miller uh, suck those down while we're there. They like them. They like margaritas. Uh, I don't know if I. L- 
I mean, I'd have a margarita. I don't know if I if it's anything I would ever order, but I'd have one. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm obviously by nature I'm not a hard right. you know liquor guy. I mean, you're I, just drinking the red can. I, right? I push you know sometimes I'll push the limits with a uh, red apple ale or uh-huh. uh, Angry Ooh, Orchard. Look at you. You know I'll push the limits, but that's you know usually one. I gotta get I gotta get <laughs> limit Pedro, one. I gotta get Pedro drunk one day. Not I've never been drunk in my life, so. That, uh, that's never going to happen. Why not? It's, like if me, if Matt and I took you out for lunch, you wouldn't get hammered. It's just my policy, Hoss. All right. You know, not that I wouldn't have a drink socially with you guys, mm-hmm. but again, anytime, a drink. Anytime I'm potentially going to get behind the wheel. Well, uh, I, no, 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 no. I'm not encouraging. Lot of, I, lot I'm of people talking in about our, like Uber and everything lot, set up for of, you. A lot of people in our profession have uh, lost their right. uh, job on that kind of stuff. I'm just very fearful of it and. Uh, just always been my policy from the time I was a kid. Uh, and and amazing to think, the two things that will always stick out to me, my, raised by my grandparents, my 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 grandmother smoked the Moore cigarette brand. You look that up. They was these long cigarettes. And my grandfather was a distilled beverage salesman. He specialized in setting up all these liquor stores here around D.C. and stuff like that. And I never smoked. I've never had an unlit cigarette in my mouth. And I've never been a drinker. Somehow I survived. Back again tomorrow to do this with all of you. I'm headed to Richmond. I've done both. I'm going to hell. I'm gonna avoid I'm gonna I'm gonna try and invade the AWOD army with the Navy tonight down there on I-95 at the Siegel Center. Should be a good one between Navy and VCU coming up tonight. For Russell, I'm Pete. For Maddie, we'll see you tomorrow at nine right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.